It's the favorites presented by FanDuel. Football season is here and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use. And when I win, I get paid fast. So use promo code favorites and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more. This football season must be 21 or older and in select states. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. Call 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY 467369 in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network, and I am joined, as I am in every single episode, by my companion, my BFF, my compadre, professional better, fellow winner, Simon Hunter. Chad, buddy. Speaking of winners, what a weekend. I don't know about you if you have a favorite baseball team, Chad, but... As a long-suffering Phillies fan, just an absolute dream of weekend. Not only is my favorite football team the Eagles 4-0, but the Phillies, the fighting Phillies. A little history about them. They haven't made the playoffs in, I think, 11 years or 12 years. Not only did they make the playoffs, and Mariners, Mariners fans, what are they, 25 years, Chad? Our long-suffering friend Something here, like that, Matt 21 Mitchell. maybe? 21, 21 years. We both made the playoffs, and... Again, I, I hate the Cowboys. There's no lie about that as Eagles fan. I hate the Cowboys, but not as much as I hate the Mets. I hate the Mets. Of all sports teams, I hate it. I never talk about it because we don't talk baseball here, but hate the Mets, hate their fans. You're the worst. If you're listening to this, I'm alienating a couple of our fans right now, I hate you. If it hates mutual. You guys hate us. We hate you. I knew they were going to collapse. I knew. I knew all season they were going to collapse because it's the Mets. And my favorite stat people keep posting is, Days leading the NL East, 172 days for the Mets. And then there's a two next to the Braves. Two days for the Braves. And the Braves are going to win our division. So just a fun weekend. Me and Chad went three and two the contest. Lost some money. Eagles went four and zero. Phillies made the playoffs. Mets suck. It was just a great weekend. And a miserable weekend weather-wise. But life can't get much better. It was definitely a stay in the, stay in the house, sit on the couch, watch TV for... 14 straight hours on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. If you live in the Northeast, it's entered that awful weather. Year. Bone chilling, mid forties, damp, rainy, windy, cold weather. And later on in the show, we're bringing back our favorite reviews that Matt Mitchell has chosen. Matt Mitchell, by the way, Seattle Mariners fan. What a magical, magical time to be alive. <laughs> As a Bills fan, a Missouri graduate, and a Mariners fan, it was a real roller coaster of emotions. It really <laughs> was a huge, huge sports weekend for you. Every weekend in the fall is a huge sports weekend for everybody. Let's break it down. As Simon said, we went three and two in the contest, 
through week four, uh, I believe we're 14 and six. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So one, one, one out of the money, sadly. Oh, no. Yeah. One out now. So you got to be 15 and five being the money. Oh, my God. God, <laughs> to be doing as well as we are and be out of the money. Man, that sucks. We got right. Um, the Ravens plus three and a half. Seahawks plus four and a half. The Vikings minus two and a half. We lost the Jags plus six and a half. And we lost the um, Bucks plus one and a half. We got throttled in our various other branded yeah. picks. Foxhole was Ravens plus three and a half. Simon Says was Steelers minus three. Exact decision was Jacks plus six and a half. Survivor, we eked out with Green Bay. And in Scoot Roulette, we both lost. I had the Jags, you had the Bucks. And our big balls bet of the week was the Texans. So we really didn't do anybody any favors last week. No, sorry about that, guys. Also, didn't have the bounces. I feel like the Bucks game, what was it, two fumbles in the first like 10 minutes. So that game was over. And the Jaguars, I don't know if Trevor Lawrence had four fumbles or just four turnovers. I knew he threw that pick. But one of those games where it's like, damn, they, they almost covered that. And he had all those turnovers and he still almost covered it. So that, that was brutal. And then our other bets, yeah, th- that's – that's the worst recap because we didn't even have Pittsburgh or Houston in our contest because not that we're saying the writing was on the wall, but a little bit, those lines kind of stunk. We definitely debated Houston. And I just, I just didn't like it. Um, it was the same thing with the commanders. It was just, there's something about that number that I was just like, I don't know. feels like this is what they're trying to get me to like. And I just see through their picks. So I lost a little on Houston, luckily stayed away from commanders, but we'll, we'll get it back for the people. I mean, again, we had three straight winning weeks, so. One down week, it's okay. Three and one. Four straight winning weeks. I mean, well, you're talking well, about contest-wise, yeah. But contest-wise, we haven't lost yet. It's been too good, Chad. I'm worried. I'm just again. My whole goal here is this is year four. Never had an zero five week, and that's why we're always in the mix to make the money as we do this show. It's we're just really good at avoiding really shit weeks. But Chad can attest to it. We were pissed we didn't go four and one. Like the Bengals were sitting there. We knew it. We didn't play it, and then we were kind of behind the eight ball there. So just the three and two, I'm happy with it because I really did think we were, we screwed ourselves. We're gonna go like two. And you three had to bring up so. the fucking Bengals, didn't you? It's like you're, it's <laughs> like you're trying. It's like you're trying. You, you said it in a graceful way, but I know what you fucking mean. I know, I know you wanted to put the Bengals in. Yeah, but I didn't really care that much. And I didn't want to put the Bengals in. I did it in service to our listeners. I felt it would be unfair. <laughs> Here we go. For Here us we go. to be putting the Bengals in for a show that most people were not going to be hearing until the Bengals game was over. So well, it turns out in the end, it didn't matter because we put the <laughs> Vikings in. We decided at about nine 20 on Sunday morning while I was walking the dog to put the Vikings in. So we couldn't even give people that much of a warning that we were putting the Vikings in the contest anyways, but whatever, you know what we do? We move the fuck on. Well, I have, you know, I didn't sleep. I basically woke up midday Saturday at 4 PM and I passed out midday Sunday, like 4 PM. But I was up all through the night, so I already had the Vikings in there. And I remembered the last minute to text you. <laughs> hey, we have the Vikings. I was literally at that point already kind of losing my mind. I was up the, through the entire night just betting and working. I think I did good on Convince Me too. It was just one of those days where it's such a long day because football started, whatever that was, 9 in the morning. I was, I was KO'd by 4 p.m. So, yeah, I woke up the heartbreak when I saw the Bucks number, and I had to watch that game over again. Just such good football. Again, we, we can touch on the Bills game, too, because I know Matt Mitchell is probably ecstatic. That was playoff football. Like, I love, like, even the Jags-Eagles, that just felt like playoff yeah. football. Gross weather, cold as shit. Both teams are just battling just to get a yard. 
Um, just a really fun weekend of football. Again, we're just lucky. We love the best sport in the world. We are. We are lucky. And um, you mentioned our show convinced yeah. me that we do on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. We went seven, one and one this week on our convince me picks. The only one that lost was the Jags plus six and a half. We had three sides, three player props, three totals. We pushed on the Ravens at plus three, which we Oh, really? Up. You gave out a three? Yep. I thought you had three and a half. It oh, was because of the sponsor. As of right, Sunday, right, and it was a right. three. Yeah, it's because of the sponsor, though. So, Most people got three and a half. I hope so. We won every. We won everything. It was great. Yeah. The only thing we didn't win was all the picks we made on this show on Tuesday <laughs> and Thursday. So let's get after it, brother. Let's yeah, we'll get after back. it. It's week five. We got a Thursday night tilt. We got the uh, under... Uh, performing Colts against the mysterious hated Broncos. The Broncos are three point favorites at home. All things being equal right now. I don't know how we don't bet the favorites and we don't bet the under 43 and a half. I know I was definitely, that was my first instinct too, honestly, but there's just no chance me and Chella have this one in here. Like last week I had, a, oh, right. I kind of had a good feeling. But this team, both, I don't really know their identities yet. I don't really think both these coaches will be back with these teams next year. It just feels like it's both teams are just train wrecks right now. And for various different reasons, um, again, I would love to say Matt Ryan can maybe turn around as the season goes along. And once they get healthy and he kind of gets more comfortable, but he just looks bad. Like just watching him, he just does not look good. He looks like an old quarterback that's way past his prime. So yeah, the, the fact that Jonathan Taylor hasn't been doing what we expect him to do for this Colts team, that's why I just couldn't take them. Because, again, I don't like Denver either. I think Denver sucks, but I, I could be walking into it because it's such a nice number, but I'll take the minus three. Denver at home in altitude with like, – I you know they just lost uh, Javante Williams, but still got Melvin Gordon. They're still healthy. Jonathan Taylor's banged up. Shaq, now Shaq Lawson's out. or um, Shaq Leonard. Shaq Leonard, uh, what the hell happened? He either, he either broke his nose, got a concussion, or he just broke a, his nose. He's got um, a concussion. Concussion, right? So short week, he's not going to be there. Uh, just it just been an, it's just been a nightmare for this Colts team. So my only the only reason I wouldn't have me and Chad throw it in is because I just I don't want to bet Denver for a million dollars. Like we just don't we just don't no. trust this team enough to put in this contest right now. So I'll pass. I do on. like Denver in this spot. Um, yeah, but. Like it's like last night, I didn't really have a great feeling about the Rams or the Niners. So I passed. I kind of feel like I'll probably pass on this game. Right. Like yeah. I don't I like Denver. I don't love Denver. They're too inconsistent for me. Uh Nathaniel Hackett feels like a one and done coach. You're right. <laughs> Frank Reich feels like he's trying to make decisions to get fired. Um, it just uh it just, you know, it's one of those classic Thursday night games that used to be that used to be all those games were shitty uh they're giving us a shitty game and again denver fans i have a couple of them in my life like this one pro i really respect loves them talks about them constantly and he said it they sold their soul for that ring with peyton and elway is just driving this ship and he's not doing the right things he's hiring the wrong coaches he paid russ russ had two years left on his deal gave him all that money before this season why I mean, can you imagine paying it? Like now that we've all seen Russ at this point, you just see the running ability is not there anymore. He paid for a guy that just isn't who he expected. So 
fuck, man. That would it would suck to be a Denver fan right now because it just in that division with Mahomes and Herbert, it just feels like lost hope. Just You've really lost, a lost hope. You've yeah. lost a decade. It, it truly feels that way. Yep. So tough. All right. Giants on the road at the Packers. Uh, the Giants are pretty decent sized underdogs here, looking at about eight and a half. Look, at this point, Daniel Jones is pretty bad. Terod Taylor came in last week when Jones was injured. The Packers don't look very good either. This is a really big number. I just, and I would automatically play the Giants here, but I'm worried about the health of their quarterback. Yep. So that's why we'd probably end up taking Green Bay. And it's also a London game. I mean, oh, yeah. We talked about it last week. I tend to like to go with the favorites on the money line and the overs in these positions. I think both came through. I think the Saints covered, but Minnesota obviously won the money line. Green Bay, it's wild to me that Lambeau lost a home game to England. Um, pretty crazy times we're living in. They took a home game from Green Bay. But this is just a nice spot for Green Bay. They looked like shit last week. They probably should have lost. Got a little lucky. Carrying into the next week, they're going to be fired up. Giants coming off a big win at home, three and one. Now going to England with a banged up quarterback. Yeah, I, I wanted to be on the Giants because such a big number against a fraudulent Green Bay team. Just a nice spot for Green Bay. So I, I, I won't touch this one again. I ain't gonna be texting Chad at nine twenty in the morning. I promise you that. Sink. I get an eight point favorite in this in our uh, contest. So it, it's a good number for Green Bay again because it's below ten. I just wouldn't put it in because it's. I don't know. I don't trust Green Bay as big favorites anymore. I was literally picking up dog shit when you texted me and, uh, and the and i was more excited to bet on kirk look i last week the vikings and the Bengals. um was it the Bengals? yeah the vikings and the Bengals were the first two bets that yeah. i made last week and i loved it i was very happy about it Got a good uh, number lions and i want to talk a little bit about that today lions visiting the patriots uh there's a plus three out there for the lions very interesting game. I feel like you can get two and a half. You take the Patriots. Um, bets are on the Lions right now. Money is on uh, the Patriots. Yep, easy bet. Professional bet. P- P- pros are going to take Patriots, and they're going to take the under here. I know Detroit's four zero to the over. What's the key to those four zero overs indoors? I mean, this is. This is the time of year we just talked about. The Northeast is cold as shit and wet. Like Jared Goff, he's a Cali boy. He's been indoors. They've looked great, their offense. But I don't know, Patriots defense, I feel like this is the kind of position that Belichick's – they need this win bad. They really do. Because, again, they lose this one of four. That's curtains for them in that division. Because yeah. the Bills, clearly the, the class of the AFC. And then Miami, even with Teddy covers, they look good. So – they can't afford to go one of four in that division. <laughs> Again, this is crazy to say Jets two and two. It, it's looking that way for New England right now. So they, they need this win. So I'm with Chad. It's if it's two and a half, you automatically grab it. I might start thinking Lions at three and a half. Because again, we've seen it with this Lions team. Me and Chad talk about it all the time. We don't like them as favorites, really, but as dogs, we love them. They 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 find a way to get those backdoor covers. They just never stop fighting. So Three and a half. I changed my tune a little bit. Two and a half. No brainer. Take Patriots. They stick around. Yeah. And my my biggest fear right now is that they go into a little bit of a tailspin, and you know they could have beaten the Vikings. They could have won this past week against Seattle. And instead of being a team that is three and one, two and two at best, they're one and three. Go into a tailspin. Tailspin. 
and they don't bring back Dan Campbell. And I fucking mm. love Dan Campbell. Yeah, that was of, of uh, this summer. One of my predictions was like they're over and taking them in the division. That's probably one of my worst calls. Detroit, they've had a couple games. They've been in it. Like the Eagles, the Vikings, those are season flippers. Like, again, if, they, if they'd won those games, like Chad's talking about, they'd be one of the most talked about teams. They just clearly don't have the defense. They're the first team in NFL history to average 35 points per week through four weeks and give up over 35 points per week. It's never happened before in the NFL history. So it's it's great for Detroit. They know exactly what they got to do, right? In the next offseason, me and Chad, we're going to be telling you next year to bet Detroit because we've seen it. Their offense, the offensive line, the weapons they have, it's good. Just no defense. Like they need defensive stars. So that that's a, clearly the biggest weakness for this Detroit team. Steelers on the road, two touchdown underdogs at Matt Mitchell's Buffalo Bills. That is a very, very, very big number. Very big number. I know why it's 14. Uh, you've got Kenny Pickett on the road in Buffalo for his first NFL start. You got the Bills getting healthy, getting back home after a couple of weeks of really difficult road tests, clearing the hurdle in Baltimore. They've got to be feeling much more confident right now, having gone through Miami and Baltimore. But fuck, 14 points. I mean, that's in the NFL, that's a big number. I wonder what Mike Tomlin is going to say about that. Last week was last week. This week was this week. Next week will be next week. Legendary stuff by uh, Josh Allen last week. Down 23 at halftime on the road in shit weather. Josh Allen! I guess I get a little negative on him. He did bitch a lot. He was, he was crying. Everyone saw the videos of him getting touched by guys and looking at the refs, and the refs gave him the flag. But, you know, Josh made the plays, man. Like we talk all the time, there's a reason this kid – is the MVP favorite right now. There's a reason people are hyped on the Buffalo Bills. So to me, usually I'd be all over this Pittsburgh in their history, right? So whatever it is, since the 1970s, remember we started tracking numbers from the books, they've never been a 14-point dog, Pittsburgh, and they're, and they're literally the franchise's history. So you're going to historical number if you want to take Pittsburgh. I look at trends and look at this Bills team that they usually dominate bad teams. And double-digit favorites – Josh Allen, 5-1 and one ATS against the spread. Throwing Kenny Pickett, getting his first start on the road in Buffalo, Bills Mafia. Kenny, what's up? <laughs> hey, we're about to make you a Pittsburgh Steeler, brother. Congratulations to you and your family. Bro, we're excited to have you, man. This is awesome. Come on. Can't do it. I just The number isn't big enough for me yet. Get it to closer to 17, I start really thinking about it. But I, I, at first glance, I made this number a lot lower because I thought it was going to be Mitch again. The fact that it's not, I just, again, Kenny looked better than Mitch, I'll be honest, but at the same time, he's a rookie. Bill's at home in this position usually just dominates. So I know we won't probably have this one in because Chad hates big favorites. But if it's 13 and a half, I feel like I might be able to talk him into it. But at 14, I don't know, kind of a stale number. I just can't see us putting it in. I'm less opposed to this than you think because the the Bills have the feel of historically – like those Patriots teams where when they played well at home and came off tough tests on the road, they just dominated, right? And, and they don't play down to the level of their opponent usually. They usually well, this, this year they haven't at least. Right. Usually they just crush people. Matt Mitchell, I want to bring you in for a second. Uh, as a member of Bill's Mafia, what is your take when you see this? It's a huge number. And I am grateful that it took 25 years, but we finally have a quarterback who can 
do that whining and get those calls. I love it. I hope he does it all the time. I had to watch fucking guys like Jay Fiedler do that to us in the in the 90s. Anyway, yeah, they win this game. Feels like they're going to win it going away at home after that victory. Spirits at an all-time high. They weathered the worst of the injury storm. There's nothing this Buffalo regime loves doing more than a little grave dancing. I think as uh, former Miami Hurricanes coach Jimmy Johnson used to scream at his players, pour it on them, pour it on them, don't let them up. That's when you have fun. When you're kicking somebody's ass and they're sucking for win. It's funny you mentioned Josh Allen. He looked like a little baby when he was sitting on the ground after one of the hits and he's just pounding the turf with both of his hands and like his whole body was almost coming off the ground. Like that's honestly what a tantrum looks like. I'm very familiar with tantrums these days in my home. I could certainly say that, that is accurate. And, and God bless him. 15 yards is a lot. Of, is a lot of yards, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One of the first bets I made this week, and it, it rocked my world to be thinking about it like this. Dolphins road favorites against the New York Jets. Everybody knows who listens to this podcast. The first thing I look for is a home underdog. That's a historically great spot. It's a contrarian spot. It's a spot I love to bet. So on Monday morning, I'm walking the dog again. I'm listening to the Action Network podcast. It's the uh, week four wrap up early preview for week five with uh, Brendan Glasheen and Jill Gallant and Brandon Anderson. It's a great show. It's like, when I get up on Monday mornings, I just want to recap some things. And this is the perfect show to go through like quick hit, what happened for the weekend, what happened in the game, how, to, how did it play out betting wise? And then a couple of games they're both leaning towards plus a preview of the Monday night game. And Brandon had this take on the Dolphins game and the Dolphins minus three and about sort of the comparison of this line versus what it was even a week before. And then I remembered watching Teddy Bridgewater and thinking about how bad the Jets are and that they would be a little bit overvalued because they beat the Steelers on the road. And it made sense to me. So I hit the Dolphins minus three, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if me and Jared stepped in. I'll be on it, too. Like, I, I grabbed the three and it came out. Now it's three and a half, which yep. makes total sense. Um, still don't hate it, three and a half. Teddy clearly is not as good as Tua. Tua makes some throws that you're just like, wow. Like, this, this kid has special ability. That's why he was a top pick. But Teddy covers. Like, we joke all the time. That's not just some nickname thrown out there. He was, like, 18-4 and four at one point, ATS. Um, I don't know how much better it is since then because he, he unfortunately had to play for Denver there for a couple of years, and uh, it, it didn't work out for him. But in this offensive scheme where all you got to do is hit open guys, which is what wide on Tyreek Hill would be, because, again, it's a Shanahan scheme. It's all predicated off the run. So, to me, he came in. I think he threw for – Man, I'd have to look. I feel like he put up over 175 passing. Again, he had a long, he had a long bomb to Tyreek Hill, which was the longest of his career. But we kind of seen it here at Tyreek Hill. Like, guy broke a bunch of different records by Miami, and he just got there. He, he truly is this really special talent. So when I look at this matchup, I'm with Chad. Usually we'd always be on the home dog here, especially a home divisional dog. But I just I feel like they they've adjusted too much on this line for Teddy coming in where this line to me should still be closer to five and a half, maybe six. Um, I'll take the free points. Uh, again, I would love to make this a guarantee to be in our pick pool, 
but I just don't know where it's going to be in a couple of days. Like right now, if you're listening to this, yeah, grab the three and a half. I do see this going up. I just feel like people will be more comfortable betting Teddy when they see the stats of how often he covers when he's in this position. Uh, I was going to say so far, we don't have any games that we feel collectively collaboratively confident about putting in our final five. Also, we have not picked a foxhole, not picked a Simon says, not picked an exact decision, not picked a survivor so far yet. Well, just saying. Survivor's a no-brainer this week. We're getting there. Well, you're, you did it. We already went through it, Bills, right? Um, we'll talk about it as we go on. But I feel like every every it's like Green Bay last week. Everyone's going to be on it. We'll all die together. All right. Well, I'm putting it in, <laughs> but we'll talk about it a little more. Football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just sign up with promo code FAVORITES. This week, my favorite bet is the Cleveland Browns at home as three-point underdogs to the Los Angeles Chargers. I love betting at FanDuel because they've got a great app that's safe and secure and live betting options that let me update my action on a game even after it's kicked off. So sign up today with promo code FAVORITES for your first no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older and in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. This next game, another one, Sunday night. I'm sitting on my couch. I'm watching the Bucks. I'm watching the Chiefs. I'm thinking to myself, this Atlanta Falcons team, we might've been a year ahead on being an Atlanta Falcons podcast because we have loved them this year. They're now 4-0 against the spread. I'm not cowed by that in any way because their offense is really good. They have a great running scheme. It's becoming a conversation topic amongst NFL analysts, insiders, and wise guys. I got the Falcons at eight and a half on Sunday night. I'm a little surprised. I'm seeing plus nine out there, but I'm also seeing and eight. So, uh, Simon, roll with me on the Falcons. Damn it, Chad. We're on opposite sides. But I feel like I am I keep getting burned by the Bucks here. So I'm trying hard to stay on the boat. Because, um, again, I just – we talked about it early coming into the year. I just I, I just have this vision of the Bucks winning the NFC. And, again, we've all heard the Brady drama coming out. Nothing against New York Post. It's just – are they the source of real news? Like, are they the go-to of this is real news? So they put out today that Brady and his Giselle have divorce lawyers. 
right? So that means this man's going through a divorce for real now. I can't build that into my system. What's going on in this guy's head? All I can do is the numbers. So a lot of people, they're like reaching out last week when we took the bucks and they're like, oh, this is such a bad spot. Like, don't you get this guy's going through a lot. I don't know how that him being through a divorce affected that game. I thought he played great. They just the bounces didn't go their way against the Chiefs last week. The Chiefs are just this dominant wave. You give them two easy turnovers, they're they're going to beat the crap out of you. So, I I don't know what to really do with the Bucks here, but I can tell you this: I'm not taking Atlanta this week. Like, thank you, Atlanta. You made me a ton of money. You should be three and one and leading this division. You guys are amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip this week because it just feels like they're about to get caught again. Four no ATS. They're due yeah. regression. So it's a 100% um, regression spot. I will yeah. say it's a pros Joe's game. 75% of the money on the Falcons, 68% of the of the bets on the Bucks. Completely agree with you. I might be pressing my luck on this, which I'm fine bit. with. I'm fine yeah. pressing my luck. Uh, I thought it was, I just thought this is a big number. And it's a big number in which a team like the Falcons is not getting the credit from the public because they haven't caught up to the fact that they're not a bad team. So that's why I did it. Uh, I don't hate it. Friends. Like we saw a big number when, then when they went on the road against the Rams, they came back and they covered that number. Like that's yep. why I've been on Atlanta. I just think they have a way better offense than people realize the fact that they're coming off a big win at home, a close win. And then the Bucks got embarrassed in a primetime game. Again, I saw the video of Brady in the locker room afterwards. He's scary as fuck, dude. Like, all these young kids got to be in there being like, all right, we don't want to piss dad off. Like, this is this is scary. So, this just seems like a bad spot for this Atlanta team coming off what they've been in. I'm with you, though. Like, it just feels like everyone's going to come in on this Atlanta team after they hear all week they're 4-0. Like, you're going to hear people just claiming now they're all in on Atlanta. This is the time you kind of want to get off. Yeah. No, it's true. It's totally true. It's why I'm not making it my exact decision. I have an idea for my exec decision. This is not it. We haven't done a Foxhole. We haven't done a Simon Says. We haven't even put one on the board yet. Seahawks at the Saints, five and a half points. I made four bets Sunday to Monday. We've talked about two of them, the, the Dolphins and the Falcons. The third one, Seattle, plus five and a half, which right now is getting 64% of the bets and 87% of the money. Yeah, I bet it too. I don't care. We're, we're walking in it together, brother. Who cares? Are we in a foxhole? Yeah, sure. <laughs> we're in the foxhole. Let's climb down into the foxhole. This is just a classic. Me and Chad are probably overvaluing the Seahawks and not giving enough credit to New Orleans. I don't see anything out of New Orleans that deserves them to be this big of a favorite against an offense like Geno Smith. I can't believe I'm saying this. Geno Smith. I can't believe you just said that. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Penny in the backfield. They move it. They move the ball. Like, it's it's crazy. Um, I know the 49ers really embarrassed them, but every other team they've played that haven't had a top five defense, they've moved the ball on them. So the Seahawks, as 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 much as I love to get off the train now, because again, that was peak Seahawks last week, like 48 points. That was usually when I usually fade, I usually fade those teams, right? They won 48 points on the road. Now they're on the road again against New Orleans. But man, I just, New Orleans to me has just got major problems. I'm hoping it's Winston too. Like Andy Dolan actually looks like he can move yeah. the ball compared yeah. to Winston. Um, that's the only reason I think this spread hasn't moved because I think pros are banking on it being 
uh, Andy Dalton. So the pros are going to come in on the Saints, but I'm cool going with the public here on Seattle. I uh, also just feel like it should be three points. The Saints right. haven't proven it. You know, yeah. they got a good defense, but they haven't proven it in any way. Next game up, Texans who burned us last week. We overvalued the Texans. We undervalued the Chargers. I overplayed Rashawn Slater being out, Joey Bosa being out, Justin Herbert hurting, the Texans being competitive and being back at home. All that said, they had a shot. Like the Jaguars against the Eagles, both of these teams we loved, they both had shots, and their quarterbacks, their young quarterbacks, just gave it up, right? So now the Texans are seven-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road, at Jacksonville, divisional game, Jacksonville, to me, all of a sudden is getting more love than they probably should. Yeah. Also, I, I can't believe how good they are. Like, again, they had all those turnovers, and they were in it to that final drive against the Eagles. They're just – they're damn good, man. I, like, watching their tape again today, it's – a lot of the things they can do on defense is crazy annoying, and they just have all these little weapons on offense. Between two different running backs and the, just the wide receiving core is good, it's – Trevor Lawrence clearly looks horrible in the weather. Like those fumbles he had, dude, two hands on the ball is like one of the first things you learn, let alone in the rain. Like he's running around one-handed in the rain. He'll grow. He'll learn from that. Uh, We're not expecting rain here in Jacksonville. So I guess people are going to assume that, yeah, I I would bail over the Houston. I do like it, but it's more like Chad just said. This just feels like an inflated number. Like if this was six, I can't lie, probably on Jacksonville. The fact that it's seven – in a divisional game, Houston can move the ball. We've seen, like even against the Chargers, they were moving the ball. They just weren't finishing those drives. They're, they might have the best rookie running back in football right now, Damian Pierce. So, yeah, I, I honestly would take Houston here with you, Chad. I could see us putting this one in too because it's it's going to be it's at seven right now. The public and everyone's pounding Jacksonville. They're going to be teasing them too. Books, give us seven and a half. Give us give us a little seven and a half. So I'll wait. That's why I'm not making my Simon says, but I do think we'll be able to get a seven and a half here. Um, as the public keeps betting this one up. By the way, I'm seeing seven and a half. Yeah. So again, if you if you could grab that, I would. Huh. Just a nice number in, in this kind of matchup. Would you make it your Simon says at seven and a half? You just said if it was seven and a half, you would make it that. I would, uh, but I got it at seven right now. Are you looking at FanDuel? That's what I go off of. I'm I'm a company, uh company man. You're, listen, you're a company guy, and that's totally cool. I, you know what I like to do? I like to serve (laughs) the people. I'm a man of the people. And I'm saying you can find this line at uh, plus seven and a half. You might not find it at FanDuel. I'm not going to go out and say where you could find it. But I would say that if you are betting legally, there are places to find the Texans plus seven and a half. Well, let that be a personal choice. I already got Simon Says circled. It's already one you love too. So I know it's a a nice one. I'm hoping you're not going to try to steal it for your executive play. (laughs) Um, Titans on the road at the commanders. I mean, the commanders do not deserve our respect as three point home underdogs. And the Titans do not deserve our respect as two and a half point road favorites. This is a corner TV game. (laughs) I'm off it. Uh, I'm just going to bet the Titans on the simple fact that everything I read is the team has quit on Rivera and Washington. And, like, let me make some money off that because I stayed away. I think I lost money on them against the Eagles. Stayed away last week because it was just like, I, again, I just didn't trust their O-line against defense, the Dallas defensive line. 
And then this week, it's just kind of the same feeling of weird number. Tennessee's just good. Like, they're not great. They're not like this team that's going to – I still th- I still think Jags are the class of the South. They're going to win that division. But Tennessee at the end of the year being 9-8, and eight, making the playoffs just because it's Rabel and it's just that kind of grit of a team, no one will be shocked. Like, that game last week, them versus the Colts, was just classic Titans team. It's like they get a big lead and they just grind out holding a team off the entire rest of the game. So I'm, I'm kind of with you, Chad. I, I wouldn't put this one in our contest. I thought about it at two and a half with Titans because um, Washington, honestly, is a true train wreck. But a three, I wouldn't put it in. But, again, this is one I, I bet right when it came out just because I just – I have to start buying in on all the rumors I'm hearing right now in, in Washington that they've truly quit on their coach. Maybe they quit on their coach because the quarterback is a fucking train wreck. <laughs> that's, that's also a high possibility. I was, I was watching that game, and I don't know who the broadcaster was, but Carson Wentz made one nice throw to the back pylon that Jahan Dotson caught. So nice. The announcer is like, that's why you get Carson Wentz to be your quarterback. I'm like, <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Have we been watching the same guy for the past couple of years that he makes one throw that every quarterback – practices a thousand times a day that is a smart touch pass to a spot in the back of the end zone and you're fucking losing yourself over that pass and all of a sudden he's a hall of famer come on man you can't have any credibility when you're talking like that um did you want to put houston on our list of five because right now we only have seattle plus five and a half yeah and miami but again miami one we're kind of going to wait and see what that ends up at but i'll put miami at three and a half too okay all right. Well, you know how I feel about the Dolphins. Teddy Cubs. Uh, 2000, 2008, 2022, when it comes to the economy, those are some scary years. Dot com crash, housing crash, and the roller coaster we're going through right now. One thing is certain it's a dangerous time to not know your numbers. But over 31,000 businesses have the confidence and clarity they need because they rely on NetSuite by Oracle the number one cloud financial system. So how do you prepare for uncertain times? The answer, NetSuite. Right now, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash favorites right now. netsuite.com slash favorites. That's netsuite.com slash favorites. Bears at the Vikings. Bears plus seven let's say this team is dreadful. And if it wasn't for the Vikings who just don't know how to close out a game, this would be an automatic take the favorite for me. That's why that's the other way for me. Automatic take the bears here. Yeah. Take like it. I'm not taking the, I, I don't have an opinion on this game. I don't feel strongly about it. If I, do. I, I bet it just cause I thought the seven was going to disappear quick, but luckily it's still out there in case anyone wants it, but grab the seven or you can just wait and hope it gets seven and a half. Um, Bears were awful. They drafted awful. We thought they were going to be the worst teams coming into the season. Now they are. And everyone's big boy, I think it goes Houston and then the Bears probably. Or or I guess Seattle. But, again, I think Seattle, people are going to start giving them more respect because um, that offense doesn't feel that fluky. But the Bears, they just – I know, man. I'm, I'm with you. It's like I want to put this one in, but I know come Sunday I'm, I'm just not going to – like I'm going to love other games more than this one. But this is such a pro – bet every time you kind of make this one on the Bears here. A divisional game, more than seven points with Kirk in this position. He usually 
screws up. And it's usually a close game at the end. And he's either win or they give up some junk touchdown just because the Vikings defense isn't that good. So that's that's a lot of points for a Bears team that I I just I don't want to I don't want to shit on them too hard, but they just I just have no hope for them going forward. I don't I don't know what they're building off of going forward where Justin Fields, I don't is it him, Chad? Like when you watch him play, do you think it's him or do you think it's coaching? Because I don't I don't know what to do with him. They're not really doing anything on offense that's any kind of create like creative, imaginary football. Well, look, I think number one, they still aren't protecting him at all. Right. So I think he's he's at that tipping point of shell shocked. And I think he's not getting protection. He doesn't have playmakers to help him on the outside. He doesn't have great running backs. The play calling is really uncreative. So he's kind of jammed. And I worry that he's a kid who is getting thrown into the wild and is just going to lose his mojo for lack of a better term. Like the euphoria when the Bears drafted Justin Fields because of how good he was at Ohio State, the jumping, the hugging, the the joy that we felt in my house that I know every other Bears fan felt, that's dissipating. You're seeing him get a little bit snippy with reporters now who are not asking stupid questions. He's super frustrated. It's a bad offense and he's in a bad spot. I'm worried about him. Yeah, it's just too bad that these Bears fans didn't listen to one of the smartest shows out there and the favorites where I came here and told them in Ohio State's entire history, they don't produce good quarterbacks. In the Bears' entire history, they don't draft good quarterbacks. So as much as I say we didn't see this coming, it's honestly, it was never going to work. It's just the Bears are cursed. You guys cannot draft quarterbacks. And when you do, you're right. You didn't build, you didn't put the team there for him to succeed. So he's got two years left to really do something. But if they don't give him an offensive line and some weapons, He's got no hope. So it's just, I just feel bad for Bears fans. It doesn't feel like this is a one or two year fix. This feels like a three, four, five year tear it all down, build it back up kind of fix. Meanwhile, you're taking the Bears plus seven. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Play I'm the not, numbers. I'm not feeling it, but we could talk about it for the contest for sure. Well, let's, let's leave it on the side for now. Like to me, Seattle, Miami, for sure. Houston is a possibility. Bears to me is on the outside looking in. This next game, Chargers visiting the Browns. Browns, three-point underdogs at home. Executive decision. A choice between the unthinkable and the impossible. Now you have your orders. Execute them. Executive decision. Yeah, that was going to be my seven, Seth. That's why I said it first, because I had a feeling. <laughs> the Browns, come on. It's come a no-brainer. On. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Literally, the very first bet I made on Sunday night, Browns plus three, put it on the board in the contest. I barely touched it because I'm hoping to get the three and a half. Um, public is going to be all over the Chargers. They think all is right. Big win for the Chargers last week against a divisional team. Cleveland, everyone of their grandma was on them last week. That's why we talked about we loved Atlanta. Cleveland was down. Miles Garrett, Clowney, they had another D lineman down. That was a lot for them to overcome. This bad, they just had bad luck in the red zone. They just, for some reason, couldn't get it right. The best running back in football right now is Nick Chubb. There's just no other way to go about it. This guy is on another level this season. And a Chargers team that can't stop the run, 
going on the road outdoors in, you know, Cleveland. Chad, Chad made the easiest bet of the week. Like this, this was a no brainer. First one I bet probably going to be my biggest bet of the week. I'm, I can't wait to lose a ton of money on Brissett uh, against Herbert. I got to do it. Just play the number here. It's a great matchup for Cleveland coming off a loss and I'll, I'll eat some crow. I, I thought Cleveland was not going to be that good this year. Again, I was all about it next year with Watson. If Watson comes back, like I hate to admit it, this team, if they make it in the, at nine and eight, 10 and seven, I would not want to be playing them in the playoffs. Like they got a good defense and the best running back on football and then Watson back. That's, that's a good team. They are built there in the Browns. Uh, yeah. It, it's interesting in that division. Again, I don't want to give them out, but I'm not going to lie. I've been thinking about it. I'm just going to keep waiting and see that. I hope they drop a couple more games and get a better number, but Browns are good. I'll give them credit. They are a good team this year. Really fundamentally sound. I like them at every level. Yep. Love them. Uh, other than their souls. They're, they're bad people, but other than that. Well, <laughs> yeah, but isn't it interesting how that doesn't get discussed anymore once the season starts? <laughs> that's how it is, man. I mean, that's what, again, I, I don't want to put down the whole concussion thing, and I'm glad they're all over on Tua. That's because it was a primetime game, right? We just talked about there's a bunch of other players who got concussions this past week, but it's different when it's the one game and it's that horrible image of him doing that crap with his fingers. It's just we all hate it as fans, and it's great. They're trying to make it safer, but that's that's part of the game. It's like they just – these guys are using their heads as weapons. That's kind of how it goes. I was talking to a buddy of mine last night. He was asking me why I thought the Tua stuff was sort of bringing this to the fore more than concussions of the past. And I said, it's because it was a primetime game and it was video people could see. And it's not dissimilar to what happened with Ray Rice, you know, about a decade ago or so, when you could see him hit his wife in a video. And there have been plenty of cases of domestic violence and assault by football players over the years. But when you see it like that, it's really hard not to feel personally aggrieved, to understand the impact and to have an opinion and to feel disgusted by it. Uh, 49ers, winners last night uh, against the Rams on Monday night at the Panthers. Niners, four and a half point favorites. In theory, this is when you bet the Panthers. Every getting time. A bad, what's that? Yeah, in theory, right? Every time yeah. you bet the Panthers. In here. theory. But we know we're not betting the Panthers. Nope, 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 nope. Pass, skip. Thank skip. you. Next. Again, I'll, I'll end up probably end up having 49ers a couple teasers. Because Shanahan is always lets down in this spot and like wins, but he just doesn't cover in these positions. But man, talk about two just two defensive battles. Like I, I would be all over the I'll be all over the under if Baker wasn't so turnover happy. Baker could give the other team 21 points in five minutes. That's that's the fear of betting unders in this Carolina matchups. But I'm gonna take this under. I think both these defenses are really good. Um, but for sides, can't do it. Like Chad said, it's just every ounce of our bodies yelling at us to take Carolina here. Only reason we're not taking the 49ers, but forget that. Like that team, they got nothing. Cowboys visiting the aforementioned Rams, four and a half point underdogs at Los Angeles. Will it be Cooper Rush? Will it be Dak Prescott? Probably going to be Cooper Rush. Should Cooper Rush be the quarterback from here on out? What would the line be if it's Dak Prescott? Would it be lower? Are you getting a better price if it's being listed as Cooper Rush? Does it matter, Simon? How are you stacking up these quarterbacks? How do you power rate this game? Auto play for me on the Rams here. Like, there's just a no-brainer bet where the Cowboys, 
that's fun. They they beat the Bengals in a last second win, which was like more about the Bengals, right? They kind of stunk that whole game up. Then what are they going to do? They go beat the Giants, who do we really think the Giants are that good? Nah. Then they come home, they beat the Commanders. Come on. So now they're on the road getting all the public love, all the public bets, all the public money against a Rams team that just looked like absolute donkey shit last night. It's Sometimes I don't even have to do the work. Like, I knew I was going to have a big number on this, and it was minus six for me. Sure enough, they hung a four, four and a half, and it was just a no-brainer bet for me taking the Rams here. Not fun, right? Because Stafford did get pressure last night, and you got going up against this incredible D-line of the Cowboys. But come on. This is just two, this is two different worlds here. It's like the top class of the NFC and the Rams playing against a team that I just think they're overachieving right now, and this is kind of where they come back to earth. So. Cowboys, I, I won't be shocked to see this number drop. So you could wait if you wanted and hope to get a four here. But I'm going to take it just because I know other pros are going to have the numbers too. And just just defensively, this is a nice matchup scheme-wise for the Rams. And then offensively, you just expect them to actually dominate this Dallas defense that, again, they just haven't played against good offenses this year, really. Like, they've kind of gotten away with playing teams that, again, we sure the Bengals are that good. Like, they're, they're kind of one of these teams. I don't really know how I feel about the Bengals yet. Here, I do know how I feel. Like, I know exactly what I'm getting this Rams team. If people are comparing the numbers of him and Golf over the years, I hear you. Like, Golf has looked really good this year. But come on, man. Are we really going to just shut on and destroy Stafford after four weeks? Like, the guy just won a ring. He's had a couple of tough matchups. He just hasn't played well. I kind of threw that 49ers game out. Like, what is he, 0-7 now, McVay, against Shanahan in the regular season? Something crazy like that. It's Can we just throw that one out? I feel like the public's taking too much away from this weekend. Instead of just looking at both these teams. Yep. Completely agree. Uh, I actually wouldn't be uncomfortable putting this in the contest. Love it. All right. We'll put it in then. It's on the board. We got five games we like right now. I texted you on Sunday night and said, (laughs) it's gross that we have to talk about the Cardinals at plus six when they posted the line to host the Philadelphia Eagles. That line is now five and a half moving in the Cardinals direction. Yeah, I guess that's pro money. I'm going to go against the pros this week, though. I don't – I do not see it with Arizona anyway. Like, they're just – they are bad. Like, they're just – the coaching's bad. They're they're bad. I I can't get over how bad their scheme is. And I watch these games, and it's just Kyler Murray's so good. Like, whoever – whenever they get rid of Cliff, and if they bring in some offensive mind, they're going to be so lucky because, again – I'm with people like I have no idea if this kid studies, if he's lazy, if all he cares about is just fame and having the money. But his talent level is out of this world, Kyler Murray. So if you're betting on that and you're betting on the Eagles have a letdown spot, I, I get it. But I feel like that was that letdown spot against the Jaguars. They just got lucky with all the turnovers and they kind of got out there with a win. Arizona, last seven home games, 0-7 straight up, 0-7 against the spread. It's Something's going on down there. For some reason, they're good on the road. You fade them at home. Um, I, I just – if the Eagles were getting 98% of the money, 98% of the bets, I could probably be swayed a little bit in this, being like, okay, I'm walking into a trap here. The fact that I'm getting under a touchdown, what, again, I think Cardinals are a bottom five team in the NFC, and the Eagles are a top two, top three team. I'll take this number every time. The Eagles are just more complete offensively and more complete defensively. Um, if you're scared – just take Eagles first half. Eagles 4-0 first half. 
Uh, bet I've been doing all year that's been really fun is Eagles money line with the, the Ravens money line first half. Because, again, our guy Stucky talked about it. What is, what is he, 37 now and 14? In yeah, he's amazing in the first half. Um, Eagles were literally down 14 nothing, and they came all the way back and won the first half last week. So it's for some reason – Nick Sirianni can scheme it up first half. Again, we've seen their question mark in the second half. So Chad's thinking here probably is the back door, which a lot of people are thinking with Arizona because this Eagles team just doesn't seem to put teams away. But, man, I, I, can't, I can't get on board underneath a touchdown with this Arizona team. Bengals plus three at the Ravens. Look, it's a divisional matchup. The two best teams in the division, in theory, till the Browns get, get full complement of players. Kind of a pass, right? Like there's no, there's no hook. There's no, there's nothing to play here. Simon says, bet yeah. the Ravens. Love this number. Love it. I would take it up to four and a half, but you don't even have to because the public's going to just keep betting the Bengals. Last year, the Bengals absolutely whooped on the Ravens. They dominated. I think they beat them both times, like 40 to 17 and 40 to 10 or something like that. Ravens talked about it multiple times this offseason. I saw multiple clips of them talking about it, how the Bengals thought they were hot, how they think they're the new runners of this division. That's personal. And a guy I really respected last week said he didn't like the Ravens because he thought they'd be looking ahead to this Bengals matchup. They didn't seem to be looking ahead, right? They played the Bills tough. That was just more – they let a stinker in that second half, and that's kind of been an issue with this Ravens team. In a primetime game at home after what we just saw against the Bills – this is like a dream scenario for them against this Bengals team that I think they're fraudulent. Like they just have a lot of weaknesses. Take away the one or two big plays that they made against Miami. They're probably going to lose that game to Teddy covers. Like Teddy was in that game. Me and Chad were a little worried at coming down there about not covering. Like they were, they were in until they threw that pick at the very end of the game, Teddy. So Lamar still to me, the best quarterback in football right now. I like this bounce back spot. I like this matchup. And in fact, that's a primetime game at home. And people are just questioning this Ravens team right now when they should be 4-0. They're sitting here at 2-2. Two two. What would this spread be at 4-0, Chad? Would you make this spread 5 or 6? So I just feel like I'm getting a discount on a team that's had, again, what do you even talk about? We have a whole luck metric now at the Action Network. They've just been unlucky, this, uh, this Ravens team. And this is a good spot to take a team. It's a Bengals team that seems like they're getting kind of lucky these last couple of weeks here. You totally just convinced me. <laughs> yeah, just just playing the spot here. It's just, again, if, if this was three and a half, Chad, I'd probably be with you where it's like, you know what? I don't know if I feel comfortable taking this in the contest. The fact you're sitting on a three, it's like a worst case we get a push here. I, I love that number for this this uh, Ravens team. I am about to unload on the Ravens' as favorites, the Rams' as favorites, the Bills' as favorites, the Patriots' as favorites. I can't <laughs> fucking wait. The last thing I know we're going to talk about is the Chiefs is seven point favorites at the Raiders. And I guarantee we're talking about taking the Chiefs. <laughs> I wish. No, it's a hold your nose. Take the uh, take the Raiders. They, they always keep these games close. They, for some reason, even, they've even pulled the upside off a couple of times. So money line around Robin, this was going to be in there for us. The Raiders, they always, always play Kansas City tough in this spot. So what I do blindly is I take the Raiders. And I'll take the over and just you can go through you go on the action app right now, scroll down to this matchup, go to the head to head and you can see like the last five times they played. It's always over. It, they just play for a ton of points. So, um, again, you never know the weather. Right. We can wait until we get closer to the game. 
but to me, prime time over. Rare for your rare for your boy. This will be one of them on this this week. I just I like I like the Raiders and how they play against the Chiefs. And again, we know what the Chiefs are going to do. They're going to score. They're going to put up numbers. I just seven's a lot for a divisional opponent that plays you tough every time. So to me, I I, I me Chad don't love waiting for the money nights. We did it once already with the Eagles. I might we might have to wait to have this in in, in this contest just because it's such a good number. Total on this game is 51 right now. All right. I take up to 52 and a half. All right. So right now, our foxhole is Seattle five and a half. Simon says take the Ravens minus three. Exact decision from Chad. Browns plus three. Survivor, we're taking the Bills. I don't think we need to really discuss it. It's the game on the board that you take this week. And they got a tough um, division. I don't know when else we'd want to take them again. Yep. Right now, the games that we're sort of loving – Seattle five and a half, Houston plus seven and a half, Miami minus three and a half, Browns plus three, uh, Rams minus four and a half, Ravens minus three. But we'll have a conversation on Thursday and see do we add some in based on based on line moves, injury updates, sharp calls, all the things that we end up talking about on Thursday as we get closer to making the final five for a contest in which we have yet to have a losing week heading into week five. We're bringing back our favorite reviews that Matt Mitchell has chosen. Matt, tell us who won this week. Hi, thanks, Chad. Wanted to give a special shout out to reviewer Corey Como, who gave us a great five-star review. Corey, you can go ahead and email me at podcasts at actionnetwork.com to claim your prize. And if anybody has any feedback, good or bad, or they just want to you know, attack me or Chad or Simon personally, you can also just email me anytime at podcasts at actionnetwork.com and speak your piece. And speaking of that, I do want to call out a one-star review we received claiming our show is making up our own lines for the Faves 5 and begging us for some honesty. Once again, as a reminder to all our listeners, this show is presented by FanDuel, our beloved sponsor. Each year, Chad and Simon participate in one of the popular million-dollar NFL pick'em pools, and because FanDuel doesn't run a pool like that, we don't mention it by name. But there are only about three pools like that out there, so about 30 seconds of Googling can get you your answer about what pool they're participating in. Chad and Simon's official pool picks are logged about a half hour before kickoff each week under the Faves 5 account on the Action Network app. The lines in the contest are locked, so while they may not be available at your sports book on Sunday, they're not made up. They're just the contest lines. But I get it. If they're not available, you may not care about them, and that's fine, because we also give out about a half dozen other picks every single week using the current available lines from FanDuel. These include the Foxhole, Simon Says, Executive Decision, Big Balls, and Scooch Roulette. I log these personally, in full transparency, on the Action Network app under the Favorites Podcast account, but they are just the picks that are given out verbatim on the podcast. Chad and Simon care about their contest picks because there's a million dollars on the line, but some listeners don't care, and that's totally fine. That's why we give out and track these six other picks every single week. So, again, hope that clears things up. Any questions, just email me at podcasts at actionnetwork.com and type in all caps if you want. Thanks for the feedback, and thanks for listening. This has been The Favorites, folks, from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter for Matt Mitchell. Download the podcast from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Leave us five stars. Say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you. Love you.